I like the sound of these mics. Do you? Yeah, I don't know what it is. All right, welcome to the Hometown Heroes podcast for Sunday, December 10th, 2017. We'll do a whole whole intro to this as well, but we're here right now with Jeremiah Watkins of, where are you from? Kansas City. Kansas City? Yeah. No, sir. No, sir. That area, Overland Park, is Overland where I'm Park. From. We like to get extremely You're real specific. We get we get very okay, specific. Okay, I'm from I'm born and raised in Overland Park, Kansas. Overland Park, Kansas. Yeah, nah. Are you ready to learn about it? I, you know what? I'm actually kind of excited about this because I didn't do research, and you probably end up will you'll end up knowing more than I do. Of course, I always I don't want to brag, but I always know about people's towns more than they do. Okay, all right, so. Let's get started. To the stars through difficulties. What is that? Do you know what that is? No. Have you ever heard that before? No. That is the Kansas State motto. (laughs) And (laughs) it is apt because uh, we're going to talk about some, you know, a lot of people out of Kansas, out of Overland Park seem to, uh, they shoot for the stars, right? That's your water. That's your juice right there. You have whatever you want, Jeremiah. Thank the you. whole thing here, we're going to make it very comfortable for you. I okay. want you to be very comfortable. I don't want to say that you're the best podcast host I've ever seen, but there's lobster and there's shrimp here. And of course. There's just, wow, so many. The acu- shrimp's not for you. So many don't many eat the shrimp. Oh, no, it's for the cat? Yeah, of course. Okay. The cats. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm a cat boy. <laughs> <laughs> to the stars through difficulties. All right. Uh, in a flood in 1903 in Kansas City led to the founding of Overland Park, Kansas. Did you know that? No. All right. The widowed mother of William B. William B. Strang Jr., an up-and-coming railroad entrepreneur, asked him to come and res- ask asked him to come and rescue her from the awful stench of rotting carcasses and the flooded stockyards that permeated the air of her home in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City was a filthy place at that time. Dirty. Is it still filthy? No, it's it's pretty nice there. Yes, it's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, back then it had the same problems a lot of those places did. A lot of a lot of cow poop and cow, dead dead cows everywhere. Uh, did you have any dead cows around you at all? No, I didn't see I didn't grow up around many livestock or mm-hmm. anything like that. That was a little bit farther south than where I grew up. I grew up kind of, you know, city, suburban life. Cul-de-sac, uh, Beach life, surfing. Yeah. A <laughs> no. uh, strong and international builder of short-line railroads and with offices on Wall Street resided at the time on Fashionable Park Avenue in New York City. Uh, the Strang, that's his name. Soon after, he became he came to her rescue. He took, a, uh, took her to the farm of his friend George Metcalf. Uh, it was across the state line in Kansas at what was then the intersection of Military Highway. And 75th Street. This is making so much sense because there's a road called Strangline Road. Mm-hmm. And then there's Metcalf, which I grew up like that was uh, the street over from where I grew up. The street over from where you grew up is the birthplace of your hometown. Military hi- Highway is what is now known as Metcalf Avenue. Oh, wow. Yeah. And 70, 75th I grew up like, like a block or two from that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where he took his ailing mother uh who was tired of the filthy stench of Kansas City, uh, to to rest up. As a result, uh, while she was staying there, she mentioned, probably passive-aggressively, to her son how good the air smelled and how happy she was to get out of the city. Also, his friends. What do you think? His friend was banging the mom, you think? Oh, dude, definitely, man. man. Dude, that that filthy air was just the the stench of deceit, man. Dude, you got to get your mom out of that city and bring her over to my place, man. I'll take care of her. No, I'll take care of your mom, bro. Just like have her come on over. Like you go back to the stinky side of Kansas City. I'll watch over your mom. Watch over your mom, bro. (laughs) Beating that pussy up. Uh, As a result, the idea to build a carefully planned park-like suburb there where the air was clean and there was no chance of flooding, except in your mom's pants, uh, was born. Uh, So in 1905, he created the Strang Line, a short-line railway 
that connected Kansas City to Glen, Kansas, which would he would go on to rename Overland Park. Living in the why was it named Glen? It was a there was a family. I couldn't find much. Uh, it was probably a family. Probably a guy named Glen. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other mm, Glen related <laughs> things in that area. I can't think of any. Living in the golden age of invention, Strang was not only an entrepreneur. He was a visionary who saw the possibilities in new technology. Strang wanted his residents to live in with all the amenities of the future, and the Strang line trolley cars were the highlight of innovation of his innovative na- nature. You know anything about the string line? No, I just know it as a road. I don't know anything about the actual string line. Yeah, you know, it was they were beautifully lined with luxur- luxurious uh, interiors. There were four carts. You could stay warm with uh, heating furnaces in the center of each car, and they had bathrooms. Each trolley car had a name: Olgarita, Marguerite, Geraldine, and Irene. They, of course, went on to later be known as Blanche, Dorothy, Sophia, and Rose. <laughs> They're hit. On ABC, these were the first electric trolley. I can't remember the end. <laughs> but yeah, they went on to have huge success on ABC. Uh, but at the time, the four of them, they were the best. Uh, they were the first electric Charlies to be self-propelled. Rose especially. Wow. Uh, they used uh, they use, they onboard gasoline generators, so no need for power lines or smoky steam engines. Strang was the Elon Musk of Kansas. Wow. Strang was a he was a big guy, all pioneer, right? Pioneer, man. A true pioneer. He sponsored sponsored innovation events in Overland Park, bringing spectators to the suburbs' flat plains to see pilots perform first the first powered flight in Kansas. Uh, he was so fascinated with flight that uh, in, tis, in anticipation for World War One, the U.S. Army actually used his airfield to teach combat maneuvers to young pilots uh, from all across the country. When he died of a heart attack in 1921, much of his vision died with him. The automobile made the trolley cars less popular, and in the 1930s, the Great Depression bankrupted him. They died. So the trolley car station lied dormant until the 1980s when an investor bought it and converted it into a notoriously sleazy motel. Uh, once this... <laughs> Once the once the city, notoriously it was uh, everything I could find. It, it was, was very gross. It, it was a downtime. Everything about the eighties was sleazy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why we were born. Uh, once the city convinced him uh, of the historical significant significance of it, he sold it to the chamber of commerce, commerce, and made it into a museum for the trolley car history. Today, Overland Park has developed a positive reputation as a, in American media as a family friendly community. Yeah, supposedly it's ranked as one of the best places to raise a family, I guess. CNN Money ranked it top 10 uh, in the 100 best places to live. Really? Yeah, and so far, just about everyone who's been on the podcast has had a blurb like that. I wonder if every city in America just adds that to their Wikipedia page. One of the best places to live. Every single place. They'll make a list and say, hey... Like I'm, did you know I, I got named the top ten best comedian in L.A. Um, you did, congratulations, yeah, dude. yeah. I just go. It was I think it was uh, herewithjoecarl.com is the play is hey, the blog. I don't know tru- that guy. It's a trusted publication, trusted. is what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, so yeah, that's the Strang story. That guy is. I mean, he really shot for the stars through difficulties. Maybe not through difficulties. Uh, All right, movie pitch. All what? Right. Let's hear it. We recreate what was going on back in the 20s, the early 1900s. Early 1900s. With Strang. 1903, his mother gets sick. She gets sick. Best friend starts plowing the mom. We call it Stranger Things. What do you think? I love it. I love it. (laughs) She's really into being strangled as well. So, Stranger Things, man. Stranger Things. He... uh, how did how did he, is that how he came up with the names for the trolley cars? Those were the <laughs> were those all of was those all of his mom's nicknames that she liked to be called in the bed? Oh yeah, Hit Mar- me. Marguerite, call, call me Ogolita, <laughs> Geraldine, and Irene. 
That's it, man. That's that. That is the birth of your city. All right, Overland Park. All right, that's that is that's how it became to be. It all came because a guy didn't want to hear his mom bitching to him anymore. about the smell of something. The smell of Kansas City, the Kansas City. So anytime you go back home, just be sure to tell people like, "Hey, we started because you Kansas City smells like dog shit." Yeah. So we we cleansed ourselves of mm-hmm. that. So that's that's what it is. Wow. You went to uh, you went to. Uh, what was the high school you went to? Blue Valley? Blue Valley High School, so which is like uh, right past the Overland Park line. Uh, it's in Stillwell. So I, I moved from originally from Overland Park to South Overland Park, and then right outside of South Overland Park, literally like the block away from where I was living in South Overland Park is where Stillwell began, mm-hmm. where the high school was. All right. Yeah. You know some of the famous people that came out of... Uh out of this place? Out of Blue Valley High? Yeah. No. Oh, did they not go to Blue Valley High? I they, thought I saw it. Oh, the, no, they went to uh they went to some of the other schools in uh the Sh- uh, Shawnee Mission area uh, around Overland Park, which is around that area. Oh, it's weird. On the thing, on the uh thing, Blue Valley uh claims them. It's Rob Riggle, Jason Sudeikis, and Paul Rudd. Oh, wow. Yeah, the three people who I was going to play a game where I play their voice and you hear and you tell me which one it is. Uh-huh. Apparently they have completely different voices, but they I whenever you hear them next to each other it's obvious. I think they all have the exact same cadence. They have the exact maybe same Maybe they do. I don't I don't know if it's a, a comedic thing or maybe with the region of of Kansas City that they grew up in or or something. Speaking of comedy, Rob Riggle, former <laughs> S- <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe my favorite podcast segue ever. <laughs> Speaking of comedy, um, this next guy, <laughs> Rob Riggle, former SNL cast member. Uh huh. Jason Sudeikis, former SNL cast member. Paul Rudd, three-time SNL host. Jeremiah Watkins. What do these guys have in common? <laughs> <laughs> they all wanted to be on SNL. They all wanted it. You know what? Hey, working to, on it to the stars, to the stars through difficulty, through difficult. I mean, that's I mean, very that's, true. There's also another comedian uh, out of Overland Park. Do you know him? Uh, Mike Smith. Have you ever heard that name? No. Mike Smith, stand-up comedian who toured with uh, he's toured with Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, uh, Larry the Cable, <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just got charged with first-degree murder. In an Overland Park shooting. <gasps> oh, it's this guy. Okay, have you I, heard I, about him? I, uh, very weird thing. Okay, I did a show with him. Of course, he did. Back in Kansas City. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, because he's out of so, Overland Park, right? Like he's from there. Yeah, he's from that Kansas City area. So, okay, uh, very funny guy. Very nice. I was hanging out with him and the green room before the show he complimented me on my set uh because i featured for him went up right before him and didn't see anything that was wrong or amiss with this guy he seemed like a normal dude in his act he did talk about being a reformed prisoner like, yeah like the, he, he like, went to jail and so he talked about it on stage he found comedy through being in prison for 10 years apparently. yes yeah so my brother uh, wanted to support him after the show. He bought his DVD, all that stuff. That story comes out. A couple different people send me the article like, dude, didn't you perform with this guy over Christmas? He just murdered somebody. Like just this Christmas, right? Uh, yeah. It, or was well, it last year? It was, well, I, I can't remember. I saw the article I saw was from February. Okay. Oh, so, so yeah. So, so yeah, it would Christmas. have been last yeah. Christmas yeah, yeah, in yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. So I literally did shows them like December 20 something, mm-hmm. like around there. And then he got charged for murder in February of this year. First degree murder. First degree. Yeah. Premeditated. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, apparently he got into a scuffle and shot someone in, uh, in an apartment in Overland Park. It's crazy. And you perform with that guy? You- Dude, it's insane. My brother called me. He goes, I bought that guy's DVD. <laughs> I love that his credits was Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, and Larry the Cable Guy because one of those things is not like the other, right? Right. Um, Stylistically, just a little bit different. Speaking of comedy, I think (laughs) that there's some different genres (laughs) that are at play here. Hey, man. 
it's just a character. He's actually really funny, Dave Chappelle is. So um, I don't... <laughs> there's uh So, okay, so you're the reason he killed someone, obviously. Obviously. What did you guys me? talk about? Did you guys talk about premeditating anything? <laughs> we talked about... Um, he wasn't... Like, we were talking about yoga and stuff, and he wasn't so much into meditation, but he wasn't a premeditation. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of what we talked about. I didn't really understand what he was getting at until a couple months later, and then I was like, ooh. Uh, all right, all right. When you right, said right, right. downward facing dog. You were talking about that bitch that you're gonna shoot, right? <laughs> like just fucking <laughs> gotcha. Get out of the floor. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of dumb laws in Kansas. Lots of dumb ones. Uh, I I like to look up dumb laws, but uh, these it's illegal to hunt whales in Kansas. Did you know that? If you could find a whale in, Can- yeah, in well, Kansas, yeah, it's illegal. It's literally it's illegal to shoot rabbits from a motorboat. I don't feel like Kansas understands That's water. That's very, very weird. But it makes sense. You shouldn't be drive drive by shooting on a motorboat. <laughs> it's illegal to use mules to hunt ducks. Weird. It does make a very. If you're sitting on a mule, you're pretty high up. You can. I feel like you know the ducks see you coming a little easier on a mule. <laughs> like what the fuck is that guy doing on a mule right now? I'm getting out of here. You so. know what? We should outlaw this because this is just insulting to the duck's it's intelligence. Really, it really is. It's like, you're, I get it. You're going to shoot me, but you're going to get on a fucking mule to do it? Or maybe it's, you're not allowed to give a mule a gun to shoot a duck. That's probably that's probably it. It probably starts a whole, there's a big rift between ducks and mules. Might start a whole war that might <laughs> go a little too far. It's illegal to catch catfish with your bare hands. Oh, weird. Yeah. That'd be which is ver- called I- noodling, which is something in Tennessee we do proudly. Yeah? Yeah. How do you do that? You stick your hand in a hole, like in the mud. Okay. Because they, they're bottom feeders, so they like they like slime around on the bottom. Right, right. So you just have some shit in there, and you just wait for them to like slime around on top of your hand, and you fucking finger fuck them, fist them in the face, and then you pull them out. Oh, you pull them out through the gill? Yeah, yeah. Just you like hook right. them basically with your finger. No, well, you use your whole hand, like the oh, other okay. side. Yeah, because you know they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then uh, then you get all scratched up. I've only done it once. I didn't like it. Yeah, uh, you get scratched from the gills and stuff, right? Yeah, because things are like sharp yeah. as hell. Yeah, you think you're supposed to wear gloves, but oh, okay. whatever. Dude, do uh, you raw dog to fish dog? The hell yeah, dude. Dude, that's freaking tight, dude. Dude, you smell that shit, man? Like that's some fucking dude. fish. Dude, 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 who you been with, dude? No, you just been like. Freaking fingering catfish, dude. These cats out here don't even fucking know, dude. Dude, the girls are stinky in Kansas City, dude. Dude. <laughs> uh, and specifically in Overland Park, no one is allowed to picket a funeral. That's against the law. Overland Park was one of the first well, that's places good to do that. Because uh, Topeka, in that area, where that's where all the Fred Phelps stuff exactly. happened. So yeah. that's interesting. That's that why Overland Park started, is because Fred Phelps, for anyone who doesn't know, was the founder of the Westboro Baptist Church. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they, got their, they got on their nerves early, so... Overland Park wouldn't have none of that shit. See, we cool there, guys. We freaking cool. Dude, it's we're, clean. We're progressive. Clean, progressive. Uh, you don't have to fucking worry about, you know, your your kid getting picketed at his funeral. Yeah. Like crazy people. And fucking ducks are safe from fucking <laughs> from mules, dude. Mules just that. Oh, maybe they're talking about, like, drug mules. Maybe that's what it is. You can't have a drug mule shooting ducks ducks yeah they don't want people all drugged up with guns shooting ducks or out in the wilderness mules drugged up on oh, okay yeah yeah like on a- anabolic strung out mules yeah man i don't think that we'd like that i'm i use i use a donkey next time that's how i get around it um all right so that's that's the history of your hometown. All right, I couldn't find a lot because I'm gonna be honest with you, your fucking hometown fucking sucks. Wait, no, what? What? <laughs> what? I'm flip all these books off this table. <laughs> More juice, please. Uh, um, <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, you went to uh, Blue Valley High School. I did. You enjoy your time there? I did, man. It was a great high school. Really? Yeah, I got I. There's a couple things that were kind of life changing, changing to me that happened around the time that like really like steered me into 
like I can do this comedy thing. Oh, like yeah. I have to I have to go all in. Speaking of comedy. But speaking of comedy. So the first thing was which was huge at the time. I used to be all about sports. Mm-hmm. I played 44 state championships in at Blue Valley High School. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What did you play? I played soccer, football, and basketball at different points throughout high school, and even track. Right on. Yeah. Were you on one of the state championship football teams? <laughs> the one, <laughs> the one year that I played football was my junior year, which is the. It's such a stupid time to join the football team junior year like after your art after everybody's already like established uh you know everybody's like building up and i'm just like yeah i think i'll do this i'll give this a try yeah we went to uh state and got second we lost Mm. the state championship uh but then i believe we won state the next year 2010 i assume uh six 2006 seven Yeah. yeah 2006 yeah yeah. Did you do uh, debate at all? I did not. No. Oh, really? That's 13 state championships in debate. Wow. Yeah. Killing it. Did you do speech and drama? I did do a little bit of drama, but not. Uh, I didn't do any shows. I just took like the classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how? So keep going. How did? How did all? Like you're doing sports, and then you get into something. How did that tell you that you wanted to get into comedy? Okay. So I was a pretty good athlete. Growing up, like in soccer, like I used to play like premier soccer as a kid, and and basically before we we got into traveling too much, that's whenever like I had to stop. That's whenever like my dad was like, "All right, we're we're done. This is so expensive, and you can't be a traveling little kid (laughs) soccer player kind of thing." Uh, But I played basketball; was pretty good um, throughout. High school, grade school, all that stuff. But in high school, my sophomore year, I got cut playing uh, basketball um, from the team. It was a no. It was my excuse me, my junior year, because I got cut my freshman year, and that was like devastating. Because I really wanted to play. Obviously, it's your freshman year. You're going into high school. I'd been playing before that. Sophomore year, I worked really, really, really hard. And I made the team, and it was a big deal. Junior year, I got cut again, and I knew that junior year, you know, it's one year away from being senior. Like, you're done. Like, you can't. Yeah. Your career is basically over. Like, if you like, I was thinking I was going to be able to maybe eventually get a scholarship, all this stuff. But I, I, my junior year, I decided in the fall to play football with friends, and I should have been spending that time practicing basketball to lead up to the tryouts for the winter tryouts anyway i got cut and that was like a huge jolting thing to me where i'm like oh i'm like not as good as i think i am at this thing that i love Mm -hmm. and i need to like take a serious look at like my other options and i would i'd grown up being in love with performing and acting like i did plays and stuff throughout like elementary school and and dramas and all that stuff um so i'd been on stage since i was a little kid and doing acting and all that stuff but i'd gotten kind of interested in making videos and sketches and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. the year before like uh, freshman sophomore year and got into video editing and all that stuff and i was like oh i need to i need to go all into this because people like had been starting to tell me like oh you kind of have a knack for this stuff and me getting cut basically was the best thing that could have happened to me because it shut down. Like it closed that door and like kind of grounded me like, Hey, you need to stop doing this and focus on the creative stuff that you've been kind of like being like, no, no, no I'll get to that later. And mm-hmm. then made that my main thing and kind of went all in on that. So Jeremiah Watkins failed NBA player is what, yeah, man. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, no matter dude. how high you go on the comedy thing, it's just going to be. Yeah, but he didn't could, make, he didn't make didn't he didn't make it as a basketball player. No way. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't I didn't even know you uh, you played played basketball. Yeah, I love it. I still will play occasionally. Mm-hmm. I I was playing in the there's like a comedy league mm-hmm. out here that Plus I played in for a couple of years. Yeah, over at Bancroft. Uh, is that where it's at? 
No, no, no. That's where we play on Saturday. Some of the guys play on Wednesday, right down the street from here. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, the West Hollywood Park. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. I'm, 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 I still, but the league started on Mondays. They switched over to to Mondays, so I do kill Tony every Monday, so I can't play in the comedy league anymore. Right on. So once again, have to set aside basketball set for the comedy. <laughs> set aside your dreams for the for the other dream. This is other stuff. Um. All right. So you're in Blue Valley High School. You like it there. Uh. What do you guys do? What's some crazy shit that happened whenever you were in high school? Is it a was it a crazy place? A lot of drugs or anything? Not with you, but yeah, I didn't really get mixed up too much in that scene. I found out like while I was in high school. I guess a lot of the girls at my school were got really into coke, and mm-hmm. and that was like a thing. But other than that, it was just like you know normal like weed and and alcohol kind of thing. There's only like a handful of girls like. Did you hear Mandy's doing coke right now? <laughs> Mandy always did coke. Mandy always did coke. My, our Ma- Mandy Lynn did meth. That was we had Mandy Lynn nice. at high school. So yeah. Obviously. Yeah, there's always a Mandy who does some kind of drug at your high school. Or dicks. Yeah. Mandy's Mandy's <laughs> well, all yeah, about different dicks, addictions. Drugs, different addictions. And uh Where's she at now? God, she's probably probably blowing Metcalf still. Um, that was uh. By the way, that was uh. Strang's mom's name was Mandy, if you didn't know. Was it? Yeah. Perfect. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> someone else that went to your school is uh. Michael Stevens. Do you know that guy? I don't think so. Vsauce. Uh, he's like the top uh YouTuber uh, of all time right now. Um, teaches stuff. Are Does, you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Vsauce. Have you ever heard of that? No. He's got a beard. He's bald. Uh, How old is this dude? Thirty-one. Weird. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's one of the top. He's like one of the top YouTubers on. He went on to Blue Internet. Valley High School. That's what it says. I don't have to look that guy up. He would have been a senior whenever I was a freshman, though. Mm. So maybe. I'm curious. See what this dude looks like. Yep. Hmm. Um. So, what else? So yeah. So uh, hold on. You uh, you're in you're in high school. It's going well. Nothing crazy happens in your school. Why? Why? Why did you? Where'd you go to college? What? What, what are you thinking whenever you want to leave? Well, so by the time that I graduated high school, I knew that I was going to move to Los Angeles, Chicago, or New York. Because you were all in on the comedy thing. At I was that all point, in right? at that point. Like I had a couple years under my belt of mm-hmm. making videos, and had already been acting my whole life. And I'm like, I can do this. Like I keep getting good feedback uh i won like a bunch of awards in high school like it's at the state and national level which was also you know you need that kind of stuff you need those little benchmarks to kind Mm -hmm. of push yourself and you need to be having teachers and stuff that are encouraging you like hey you can do this you're getting rewarded and awards for this and Mm -hmm. this is hard to do i had a couple buddies like a handful of buddies that we were all really into filmmaking and doing sketches and stuff and we were winning awards together and and stuff and some of us were going to plan on trying to go to film school together and all that stuff but it was too expensive uh i don't come from a family that's like super wealthy or anything so you know like i i couldn't afford to be like yeah i'm gonna take out like these crazy loans and go to film school so my route was i was like i'm gonna go get my associate's degree because my family wants me to get some kind of formal education yeah. and while i was getting an associate's degree i just did like i took all like art electives like broadcasting film editing all that stuff uh f- photoshop i took a bowling class with my sister yeah. everyone took a bowling class everybody took a bowling class with their sister obviously <laughs> yeah uh a speech class with my sister uh the only time in college where i had to be separated <laughs> Wait, are you, do you have a twin sister? Is no, that what's that, a- that's what's funny. Is she, she's a couple years younger than me, but in my second year, she uh, was a senior at high school, and she was starting to take a couple classes there. Oh, right. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. yeah. So it just worked out perfectly where we signed up for the same classes so we could drive together and all that stuff and hang out. And there's like adults 
in this speech class that are taking this very seriously and, <laughs> and everything. And we're just like dicking around. And the teacher literally had to separate us like we were little kids. <laughs> and it was pretty great. It's a fond memory that I have. And what we, on the way to, like while we would wait for our class, we would read the Chris Farley show, the book mm-hmm. together in my crappy car before we would go in there like for like our like our photoshop class or whatever another fond memory me and my <laughs> me and my sis anyway kansas city that's how we get wild baby that's the uh, that's the craziest shit that happened was uh getting separated from your sister in uh in the elective dude classes. it was insane dude she bro. was like she was like all right listen up here you guys are causing a disturbance yeah that was it. That was uh, that was the disturbance. Yeah. So it's interesting, uh, or I don't know, so much interesting, but for me, I kind of always had an idea of what I wanted to do. Like even though like the basketball thing, like I still wanted to do something in entertainment, but I didn't know if that was even a possibility until I, I kept getting a little bit older, and then I'm like, oh, this is actually a viable option. Harlem Globetrotters. That was, right. That was it. Yeah, that was your that was your dream. <laughs> half comedy, half yeah, half totally. But like, as you get older, you kind of understand like, oh, there's actually a career that you can pursue. It's just really, really difficult, and you mm-hmm. don't know anybody in that field, so it's just going to be way harder to get into. So, my high school and college, I was pretty like eyes on the prize. Just as ready far to get as, out. Uh, yeah, eyes on the what? Eyes on the stars. Stars. Through difficulties. So in college, I was working a couple jobs at the same time to save up money and then going to night school with people that were way older than me. So mm-hmm. I had a really weird college So you were just experience. trying to get out the whole time, yeah. right? Just ready to get out. Yeah. And you came straight out to LA at that point? I did. After I, I literally, after I got my associate's degree, which I got it in the two years, which is actually... It's kind of difficult to get a two-year degree within two the years. two years. Yeah. Like, same with a four-year degree. You have yeah. to like kind of hustle, even mm-hmm. though it's considered a four-year degree. Like I was doing like eighteen credit hours, like yeah. a couple of those per semester. Like it's possible, but whenever you're working two jobs on top of that, I was working morning radio, and then whenever we get done with morning radio, I'd go and uh, wait. What were you doing on morning radio? Uh, I was like an on-air personality. Oh, really? And, uh, did like man on the street stuff, and uh, we got we got we got Jeremiah over here uh, from Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, what's what's it like out there this morning? Oh, it is really cold, Dick. Oh man, it is freezing out here. I'm just gonna get a couple of interviews real quick, and I'll send them right back to you guys in the studio. All right, Jeremiah. Uh, he's gonna be asking people uh, what their favorite. Uh, train name is uh, Jeremiah. Do you have anyone by you right now? No, I can't find anybody. It's hey, so boring hey, here. I'll do something. What's what's the question? Uh, do you do you have a name for your train? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Dick. This is one of my first uh, times like interviewing people. I, so that's what it was always like. No, uh, no, I'd, I'd do comedy bits and I, I would go out, uh, men on the street style, ask people ridiculous questions with this uh, Zoom recorder, which back then those were so freaking expensive. Yeah, man, they're still fucking. They're still pretty expensive, yeah. but I would go out, interview people with that, and I'd come back and they would put stuff on the air, and then I screened calls, and later when a different DJ came in, I they transferred me to the prize department. So I'd drive around the prize van sometimes, and then I'd make videos. The prize van? Yeah, you give Fucking, out. I don't like how you're just passing over all this very <laughs> funny shit. What the fuck is a prize van? Well, okay, so. Does it have prizes in it? It, it technically does have some prizes in it. You were the Santa Claus of Kansas. What were in it? What was in it? Oh, dude, I don't even, like, remember. Just, like, some T-shirts and bumper stickers and, like, nothing they too crazy or exciting. Yeah. Well, obviously it was radio, but still. Yeah. Man, it's fucking all right. So t-shirts. But I remember winning stuff on the radio and never going I w- and getting it. Well, I would I would go out on location and people 
could either come to me or I would drive to their place and drop off stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, they had a couple... Nashville wasn't about that shit. They were yeah. like, you have to come here. You have to come. Most of the time it was, but I think that they didn't really know what to do with me, and this is a slow way of phasing me out slowly because yeah. eventually I was off the air, and they are like, eh... Yeah, I was like, well, I can make videos for you guys. Like, I was still just trying to find work. Mm-hmm. It was this weird thing at the radio station that I worked at because I was one of the few people that actually was getting a paycheck there. And it was only like eight bucks an hour, but it's still like get to, to get to do like radio. Like, yeah, there it. was a bunch of interns there that were way older than me that were like, did not like me because <laughs> of that. Like, I'd come down, waltz down, and be like. So, do we have any new concert tickets or anything? And they're just like glaring at me like this douchebag is just, he has the world at his fingertips right now. Yeah, that was a cool job though. I worked there for like a year and a half. And uh, while I was working there, I worked at a car wash uh, for like three and a half years. And I was doing both of those jobs and then at night going to night school. So, I would go home. My mom would have like a hot meal ready for me. Mm-hmm. I would eat, I would nap. And then I'd go to night school, I'd do homework, and then do it all over again. And it was it was probably the busiest I've ever been outside of, you know, shooting some stuff out here and mm-hmm. do, still trying to do comedy at the same time. Hell yeah, man. It's awesome. So you get all done, you graduate or whatever. Yeah, um, and then right after, in, so July, after I graduate, so I graduated in probably May mm-hmm. of 2011. 2009 excuse me may of 2009 and then july of 2009 i pack up my car my mom my dad help me pack up my car and my brother and i drive out to california and it, and we drive straight through it's like a 25 hour drive and we slept for a little bit and he helped me get on craigslist and go to different goodwills in the area and that's how I got all my furniture and everything and he left a day later and then I was like wow I'm freaking in this now yeah you had money saved up from your jobs a little bit yeah I I moved out here with I think it was four thousand dollars that I moved out here with nice uh knowing that I needed to get a job immediately yeah but I I had four thousand bucks that I had already paid for the first couple months of rent and I had $4,000 basically spending money after everything was said and done. Mm-hmm. So I probably moved out here with, I had all together like $5,000 yeah. or something like that. And then uh, you get a job. Was your first job the comedy store? No, because I never technically worked at the comedy store. Oh, really? Store. I thought you were a door guy over there. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, I worked my way up just through the open mic nice. and freaking yeah. grinding over the years and showing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kept showing up. Where did you work? What was your first job out here? First job out here was <laughs> it was a uh, it was telemarketing for this company that ended up being a scam. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of sad, <laughs> but I worked there for like six months. But I met some really good people that I'm I'm still friends with. Through yeah, what you what you what were you selling? So you you remember when MySpace was still pretty big? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a lot of bands that put their music on MySpace. So this freaking company, and I didn't know any better starting out, but like as I went on, like as the job went on and like you become less ignorant and less like thirsty for any kind of job, Mm -hmm. you start kind of looking into it a little bit more like, are we really delivering on the promise that we're giving these people, you know? So basically they would give you a list. And like I look back on this now, it's like this is so sad, like the way they like – like literally prayed like animals upon people's dreams. Mm-hmm. They'd give you a list of different potential talent and you would go to their MySpace and a, most of the time they'd either have email or a direct phone number because these musicians are desperate to get anything going. So they have their contact info ready to go for booking or anything. Yeah. So you call them and say, we really like your sound. We want to uh, set you up with an EPK, like an electronic press kit. We want to get things going for you. We think, you know, things need to be lined up. So they deliver on the electronic press kit, getting them basically songs put up on a website, basically outside of MySpace, which yeah. is really easy to do. And they would charge music promotion packages, saying that they're going to get them in front of different, like, 
music execs and all this stuff just really slimy and at first you're like oh this is a cool company like i'm you know i'm like believing in this and all this stuff and then as it goes on like you kind of like you're not hearing any like success stories or anything within the company and then you start googling the company and scam is next to (laughs) the company name and also mid time of me working there in the six months they changed their freaking name oh well yeah because you don't want you don't want scam associated with it yeah yeah and that's when i was like what i was like what's going on here (laughs) and i was making it was a hundred percent commission only always always for those places so Dude, I did the math. I was making about a dollar to a dollar fifty an hour, <laughs> and I worked there for like a while, like between three and six months. How did you? What do you mean you did the math? Did you not just look in your pocket and be like, "Hey, I worked a whole day. I don't have any money." Well, I mean, you know, it's checks that they were giving you. <laughs> I know, but still. Oh, <laughs> uh, listen, I've done the math. I've been here. I mean, for looking a year. back on it. <laughs> It's not like while listen, I was I've in done it. the math here, and uh, I'm just saying the amount of hours that I, was put, I was putting in full like eight hour work days, <laughs> and then like I was like, how much money am I actually making at this place? And it ended up being like a dollar to a dollar fifty an hour. It's insane. It was, and so dude, and I, I was interviewing for other jobs like while I was working there, mm-hmm. and I got hired at Starbucks, and that was like a lifesaver. It's a good job for. Uh Dude, or like a side gig, hell yeah! It was great. Job. Like Benefits, I went to like everything. I went to one of those job fairs and uh, I had to do group interviews, mm-hmm. which I've never had to do before. Where you are in an interview, they don't have enough time to see you one on one, and they are asking you the questions in front of everybody. And there's a group of like 15 people, and they're going around the circle, and you have to change your answer. And there's mm-hmm. only so many things like you can say about, oh, I really want to work here. So you have to be creative and you're you're literally looking at your competition around you to see who can work at Starbucks. Sounds difficult. It was, but I, I but locked to, it in. It was my first booking in LA was Starbucks. To the Starbucks. But I, and I worked there for two and a half places. years and that you know, that allowed me to do what I wanted to. Yeah. O- open yeah. mics and Money is uh, is freedom out here. Yeah, man. To the Starbucks through difficulties. All right. Well, back Hello. to Overland after back to Overland Park. Um, do you think you'll ever go back? Do you go? You go back like for the holidays stuff. Your family's still there, right? Yeah. So, do you think you'll ever live there ever? Probably not. No. Um, it'd be cool to have if I, you know, if I got extremely successful, if I could have two places. Yeah, if I could have a place mm-hmm. there, if I could be. Bi-coastal with, well, a ho- with a home in, in in the Midwest as well. So try almost, but try. there's no coast. Well, I mean, there's whales, so there is whale hunting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah on the down low though. I just had a seizure by the way. The whale. Oh, the whale. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, what are the people like that stayed there? Do you think what uh, the people who are in Overland Park? Yeah, dude, they're some of the best people you'll ever meet. Yeah, they're very gracious, down to earth people. Very talkative, very uh, personable. Like they're all like very kind for the most part. Uh, that area it's leans more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, this that's like my memory of the people there. Like growing up, um, I don't know. I don't know like uh, how altogether like what I would think now if I started living there again because then I'd have to start hearing people's political views and all that stuff. But as far as like just human beings, some of the best people you'll ever meet, like the kind of people who if your car is broken down on the side of the road, somebody will stop randomly to help you if you run out of gas or you need a, a jump for your car, like low on battery. Like I was out here in L.A., I had the jumper cables in my hand connected to my car at the gas station. Dude, it took me forever to have somebody give me a jump. Well, I got to be, down to so be many fair, times. if I saw some guy standing there with two jumper cables in their hand in their hands, it would be kind of scary, right? Just like, no, hey, let me put these on your nipples, boy. No. <laughs> I'm literally in front of a gas pump what and my car wearing? broke down. <laughs> Like a t-shirt and jeans. I looked like I'm fine. kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. That's insane. That's LA. That it took that like, long. Yeah. Yeah. People no, yeah. like people kept being are... like, no. And like in Kansas City, they'd be like, oh yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Like, do you, 
Are you good? Like, you need any other help? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's insane to me. But, uh, yeah, isn't that funny how, like, you know, politics always, like, uh, it always, like, they're like, you, that place is perfectly fine. You'd like, you would love to live there. But, like, uh, now it's like politics have become so, like, you're either on this team or this team. It's like, it's it very of, line in the sand kind of it's so mentality. Weird. It's very weird. I think that it we'll get over like No, that. I think that it will get over it. Uh, eventually but right now it's just a very sensitive time what if you never left there well how do you what, like what like imagine your life if you stayed in overland park you finished a associate's degree and mm-hmm. instead of moving out to la the the radio station was like hey we want you to be the online the on-air personality like the guy you're the only one here whatever or something you got a job like that where they're like you're living here uh what do you think your life would be like right now if you never left overland park Hmm. I probably would be working like I would have tried to work my way up at the radio station. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it would have been interesting. Uh, I think that it would have been one of those things where my whole life I would have been it would have been that question like the what if or what could have been mm-hmm. kind of mentality just because my one what if in life is what if I would have stayed really serious with soccer and would have continued traveling and all that stuff. Yeah. Would I have actually been, cause I was like a, wow, you still think about that. Like you're mm, still like into like thinking about soccer, like athletics. No, not so much. It's just one of those things where if you look back on your, like, it's just a, what if mm-hmm. like there's a handful of what ifs that everybody has in their life. And that's just one of mine because like if I would have stayed that into sports, I obviously wouldn't have gotten into comedy and I would have been trying to pursue you know, trying to tour and, and go on the road with soccer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I was like a state ranked goalie as a little kid, which sounds silly, but like, I was a good, like I was a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, so that, this is one of those like, what if scenarios. But I think that if I stayed there, I mean, I think I'd be happy, but I think that it would just be a, it's just such a different life, mm-hmm. such a different lifestyle. It's weird. When I met my wife out here, like it's, it's like a very weird I don't know. Yeah, of course. Alternate you just, reality. You just got married. Yeah. Uh, she's from California, right? Yeah, she's from Northern California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it always, it, it's, it's because uh, the, the main thing about this podcast is that um, um, your hometown shapes you, right? No matter what, it, whether you love it or you hate it, it yeah. actually creates who you became. And it is fun to think about, like, if you never left, like. I don't think, and this is not a knock on on any family or friends that still live there. But I don't, I think that I've grown much more as a person mm-hmm. by moving into a different city and getting other world perspectives and living with very different uh, people from very different upbringings. So I feel like I've become uh, a much better person and have really grown into who I am and know who I am as a person. I think it would have been a, a much smaller variation of jeremiah if i only continued Mm -hmm. to live in kansas like but but, because growing up like you know like gay is like real like considered like real like bad like whenever i was growing up yeah and like i moved out here had a gay roommate for years um you know some of my best friends are gay trans like well you know uh it's very like different to think Like, if I would have stayed, like, what my worldviews would have maybe remained. Jeremiah Watkins would have hated gay people if he would have stayed. That's 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 going to be the title of this episode. Oh. Jeremiah Watkins would have hated gay people if he stayed in Overland Park. Oh, that's great press. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh no, yeah, I totally understand. I mean, that's the that's what growth is, is you're going to a new place, you learn about it. Even if you come back, the whole idea is you're spreading your... every Everywhere you're going, you're soaking in different ideas and it creates who you are i mean that's i mean like i mean i i don't know yeah i've just learned so much just like moving out here just socially like economically uh just like gender race like all that like because whenever you live in a, a small kind of city you only get this perspective of the majority of the people who live there which are white people Mm -hmm. like there's like i grew up like uh, not in a super diverse 
like high school. But it was it's weird to look back on all of my friends, all my best friends from back in the day, like from grade school, were mostly not white. Oh, really? Like it's just kind of weird to think about. So I don't know. I mean that, and that's the story of Overland Park because it started as a way to get out of the city, man. It was a way. Overland Park started by William B. String as a way to spread his her, her horizons and help his mom get banged, and uh, and then it yeah, and then it created its own boundaries, and that's where Philip Phelps came in, and uh, Fred Phelps came in and started the Westboro Baptist Church. That is the story of Overland Believe it Park. or not, uh, Joe was just reading all that from a teleprompter behind me. <laughs> like, No, it's Fred. It's Fred <laughs> right behind you. Uh, so that's it. That's Overland Park, man. That's, that's, that's everything we could find out about it. We did it. We did it, dude. Right at an hour. All right? Perf. So, oh, wait. Uh, we should have done this up top. I like to do it up top. But uh, plug everything for yourself. Where, where can people find you online? What do you got coming up? Follow me on social media across the board at Jeremiah Standup. Check out my website, jeremiahwatkins.tv. And got a bunch of shows coming up that if you follow me on social media, you will see that. I'm doing a weight gain challenge with my buddy Tony Hinchcliffe oh right now God. for the month of December. Tune into that. Uh, I'm gaining weight every single day In right now. In the worst possible way. Did you throw up at Kill Tony? Did yeah, I, see a picture? I threw up on Monday. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, the, what a waste of whatever dog shit you were eating. Yeah, I know. Kind of <sighs> defeats the purpose a little bit. Good but it was good boy. times. But, yeah, follow follow that. And, yeah, I got some exciting uh, stuff coming up in the new year. I'm going to make an appearance on crashing on hbo oh really um, oh yeah. it's the wave right yeah, They're doing yeah. That episode with the battle yeah Hell so yeah. they just announced the uh that is pr- uh the, the the season's premiering in january our episode is like the season finale so it won't be out to like march but yeah excited about it nice well let's end off on a song you want to yeah, sure well i mean jeremiah thank you for being well thank you for having me a friend Thank you for being a friend. Dom 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 dom.